0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal DeStefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Welcome to Mind
1: Pump. This is how Doug would start the episode. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. Just I'm, welcome I'm to here. Mind Pump. No, no, that's what Doug literally said. He All said, right. Hey guys, why don't you start the show by just saying, Welcome, welcome to, to Mind Pump? pump. Why didn't we think of that? You
2: <laughs> know brilliant. what? That never even crossed my mind.
0: Oh, well, I'm here with uh, Sal DiStefano Stefano
2: <laughs> and Justin Andrews. That was very Kermit right yeah. there. Adam Schaefer.
0: <laughs> Adam Schaefer. And we're about to uh, what? We're gonna wrap up some Q and A. Let's more? do a little more
1: Q and A. You
0: know what? Hey, for, before we start, okay. Kudos again. This is two weeks in a row that we're starting to get some like good questions that are not. Yeah. You know, I shouldn't say. uh, The fitness questions are good too. That you know, it's nice to get something different. You know, like I like to think that there's more to us. So I enjoy. I enjoy answering uh, other random questions also. Mm -hmm. So love you guys for uh, continuing that up. Love the support. Keep it um, coming. Yeah, for We sure.
1: love the Q&As because we love to answer your questions and they're really easy to do, actually. We just go right through these. Who's here? the first one we're going to take? Actually, we're the first one from Facebook or Twitter? This one's from... No, this one's from Instagram. Oh, this is. Uh, this is actually my brother. Uh, so I'm going to give him a little shout out. Uh, his... Instagram tag is SuperStallion84. Of course. Of All course. Right. Sounds like your brother.
2: From 84. So is he referencing uh, Rocky or what? No, that's when the he was born. born. probably. Yeah. yeah well. Listen,
1: uh, it runs in the family. All Super, right.
2: SuperStallion. Excuse me.
1: Uh, his question is, do we think supplements should be regulated by the FDA?
0: Well, I think.
1: The short answer? No. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah, because we don't think anything should be regulated. No, no, no.
1: But let's talk about, let's talk about what would yeah, happen. Why, why? Let's talk about that. What would happen if supplements were regulated by the FDA? The same um, thing.
0: Same thing. You're going to see happens when the the government starts to regulate marijuana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to get it's going to get shitty. Yeah, everything. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you'll get less. You'll get less. Lots of tr- bureaucracy. Yeah, yeah, a lot. You'll get, of bureaucracy. you'll get you'll get less for more. <laughs> well, you know what I like to point out because people are always like, "Well, things will be safer." Let me tell you what happens. When you have a a, a monopoly on regulation, because that's exactly what it is. When a a government agency becomes the regulatory agency over a a part of the market, it's a monopoly. Nothing else is regulating that market. So what happens is if the FDA screws up, which they do all the time, there's always recalls on food. There's always E. coli uh, outbreaks. There's uh, medicines, over-the-counter medicines that are tainted. They found lead in certain juices. Um, I think Dr. Oz did a show on this, and then the FDA came back at him, and then he came back at them, and they found out that, in fact, some of these juices did have lead in them. What happens when the FDA screws up? Is nothing. Nothing happens to the FDA. They don't go away because they're a mm, monopoly. Who's the FDA watchdog? Right, and not only that, but um, many times they ask for more money. Uh, you know, oh, we we couldn't regulate that because we're not we're underfunded. We need more money. And so you don't get competing agencies regulating things. Not only that, but the, uh, the responsibility gets taken away from the product and put more on the FDA. Whereas in a market-regulated uh, system like the way supplements are now, which they're largely unregulated – when a company comes out, uh, this happened a muscle a muscle tech supplement not that long ago. I think it was uh, what's their fat hydroxycut. I think. Oh yeah. And it, there was an ingredient that was one. causing liver issues in some people. Their sales dropped dramatically, mm-hmm.
2: which is what should happen. Yeah, the market determines you know what what their fate basically. That's
1: right, and that's the way it should be. Is if if a product sucks, especially today with what they call near perfect information, which was a problem. That uh, some economists would talk about in the past, with um, you know market regulations, was you know that information didn't travel fast enough, so people would too many people would get screwed over. Well, nowadays with social media and the internet, I mean something you know if a supplement yeah, you make
2: one slip, a lot of people are going to know about it really quickly.
1: Yeah, your company's fucked. Yeah, um, and then as a consumer, I hate to tell you this, consumers, but it's your responsibility right to look into what you're putting into your face.
2: Well, I already see, I remember you, you had mentioned too, like on a couple of podcasts before about, um, you know, how the market, like how, how we need to influence the market in order to change and and want healthier things. So I already Mm -hmm. see this, like, I I don't know if this is true or not, as far as like the profit losses of McDonald's, Yes. Um, Yes. but but I read that. And, and one thing that uh, I did notice, like, so I saw an ad for them on Instagram and it was. (laughs) <laughs> it was over um, they, they were selling you um, chicken salad and so the chicken salad was like no preservatives and um, you know we, we grow them fresh and there's all these like marketing terms who the fuck is going to believe McDonald's yeah. now because of what they've already established and then trying to backpedal into this market you know it, it, it the thing is they should have thought of this a long time ago. Well
1: I'll give you another, another example um, genetically modified organisms otherwise known as GMOs uh, the American public for a long time now, a long, and I say long time, pro- almost since they were introduced in the market, has been in favor of labeling GMOs. We've said to the government many times when they do votes and whatnot, we want these things labeled. They are not labeling, labeling them. Uh, why? Well, you know, government when government plays a, a role in the game rather than just as a referee, they're the first person to get influenced.
0: Well, especially when they play a role in the fact that they've got their hands in some big things well, it just like wheat and yeah. corn and things. That well, are,
1: well, that's what I mean. Yeah. And now, now what you're seeing now is a lot of foods are getting labeled, you know, no non-GMO, and they're getting stamped with the uh, GMO Project. I think it's called the Non-GMO Project uh, Seal or whatever. This is a private or regulatory or agency mm-hmm. that was created out of a market demand to label. GMOs. This is not a government agency. This is a private label that's doing uh, it now. Okay. The reason why I like this is because if they fuck up, no one's going to trust them anymore. And another, and if that market uh, uh, response is still there, another company is going to step forward. Right. And re- so you got to ask yourself this because people say, "Well, you know, our food is regulated by the FDA." Do you think if the FDA disappeared tomorrow, let's just say it disappeared tomorrow, do you think there would be a market for people knowing that their food was clean and safe? Of course. Oh, absolutely. People so want to know a, a that. A business
0: would start. That yeah. would be exactly that. That would test foods That's and let right. you know and
1: label it or stamp it. Like- That's right. You'd have competing agencies regulating things. You'd have different markets. You'd have more choices. For example, raw milk is illegal. You can't serve raw milk. And you know Adam can attest he used to milk cows when he was a kid. He used to drink right from the titty. <laughs> right from the titty. Um,
0: Not FDA approved.
1: <laughs> milk from healthy cows when it's raw is perfectly fine. Yeah, right. But they have laws against that, you know. And they, actually, that they've they've done raids on farms that are selling raw wow. milk. There's videos of like SWAT teams going in and breaking. Like, I swear to God, you hilarious. can YouTube these yet. like smashing like milk cartons. Oh, like their like their crack dealers. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think supplements. Get should, boys. I don't think. So. And and also let's let's be let's look at the at the numbers here. There is no epidemic. Of deaths or illnesses or problems coming from supplements, there is none. Uh, supplements is are remarkably safe, and you can compare them to almost anything else. They're in, they're incredibly safe. People aren't dying from them, um, and nearly well, the rate that think, they are with over over the counter drugs or other things that regulate. Yeah, do so. you
2: think that too that it's because they're not so concentrated? So as far as like you know supplement companies go, um, you know how much of that product are they actually wanting to give you you know if it's unregulated
1: well i'll tell you something right now uh, from a
2: profit perspective i'll
1: tell you something right now you can buy some pre-workout supplements that have stimulants that'll fuck up a lot of people mm-hmm. and people are they're taking the recommended dose or they're taking a dose and saying i don't like the way it makes me feel and they stop taking it yeah you know well, people are remarkably responsible i think that you know we, we get treated like kids so many times by these agencies like we're little idiots you know if i mean if if, if crack was available over the counter i wouldn't go buy crack would, you guys? would no. you guys oh shit i can buy crack now i'm gonna start smoking crack i wouldn't buy crack it's right. raining crack yes. well, what, you know what people don't
0: a lot of people don't know this uh, with supplements um, like you just talked about like in a, in a free market situation where uh you know just because it's not regulated by the government or what it doesn't mean that uh companies won't come in and actually take precautions to make sure things are safe and smart like so some companies, especially your big name supplement companies, will pay a pharmaceutical company to actually make sure you are getting the amount of like what mm-hmm. Justin's just right. saying. Well that's
2: an advantage that they have. It's a big advantage, especially when they publicly show these records and these uh that's you right. know, trials and studies. Fact,
0: and that's how it should be. It should yeah. be and it should be a competitive thing. It should be like, exactly. Oh, look at so you know, this company and this company, they pharma- they pay extra money. That's why their supplements cost more money, hint by the way. Just there, there's a there's a red flag for you right away. If Typically, protein powder, a multivitamin has, okay, your typical protein powder that has 50 servings in it is going to be, you know, roughly, you know, 45 to $75. If you find it somewhere for 20 bucks... (laughs) You know, chances are it's not all protein in there. You know, there's a good ch- and it's at some, you know, you find it at uh, like a Rite Aid or a Walmart it's like or sawdust. Something. Yeah. You know, and it's some off brand and you're just trying to save money. Well, yeah, you might save some money, but you might not get hard- hardly any of your product you want. Now, flip that on to a reputable brand. That's a big name, big company, multi-million-dollar company that pays for a pharmaceutical company to regulate what's in there then you could pretty much almost guarantee what says on the back of the label is what you're getting in the back of the in
1: label. In fact, many of these companies will provide you with third-party testing for their supplements. You simply call them or ask for it. Hey, I'd like to see how many grams of creatine there is per serving. And they'll send you copies of these third-party, these third-party tests that they'll actually run on their own, on their own brands. These companies have – and here's the thing. People think unregulated by the FDA means unregulated. That's not true. It just means it's not regulated by a government agency. But they're mm. still regulated. These companies, you know, many of these companies, they have a vested interest in making good products. Now, are there shisty <laughs> ones out there? Well, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, there are. There's some shysty ones out there. But, again, it's your responsibility, consumer. You buy what works and what doesn't work and what's crap, you know, learn about it and don't get it anymore. And that's usually what happens. Shitty products disappear and good ones stick around. So do we think supplements should be regulated by the FDA? No. Nope. Not at all. All right, next question. This is from Tess underscore Christie, And um, this is a good one. Uh, we might need to give Adam a time limit here because huh. I think he's going to want to talk. Oh, okay, what's <laughs> Stupid, this one? Yeah, so what are each of our biggest personal oh. business or fitness accomplishments? So what are some of our biggest accomplishments? Uh, who wants to go first here? Dude, don't, be, don't be saving yourself don't for last, bro, big, so you go dude, forever. such a jerk, bro. Why are you always picking
0: on me right now?
1: So, uh, I just recently
0: want, learned how to read. So that's that's probably one of my top <laughs> Oh so, man. <laughs>
1: shut up. Uh, Bravo. You, do you want me to go first or my? Why? why don't why don't you yeah, go into one of these here? Personal business or
0: fitness. Maybe we go around Robin some things that were that were like that. So yeah. uh personal for sure, the very first thing that hops out, the the most uh proud moment of my life uh was the day I bought my house. Um I remember being a young kid, being 21 years old, standing in my house and just like being empty as shit and just like going like, I did it, you know? I did it and I did it young. I did it before any of my friends. I did it before before anyone knew it. And I did it in the Bay Area, which is not like, you know, it's not like buying some That's house. It's a hard market. Yeah, it's, uh, it wasn't cheap. It wasn't easy. You know, I'd, I'd worked my ass off. I'd saved. I'd Great credit for a, a young kid. So that was probably my, my proudest moment, um, you know, or accomplishment, whatever, as far as uh, personal goes. Um, as far as fitness goes, uh, definitely the first thing that comes to mind was actually the most recent, the, to going pro was pretty cool. Um, uh, I, I, it made me feel like a little kid again. I, I remember, uh, battling it out on stage, uh, between, uh, Devin Linder, him and I going back and forth, uh, and we took uh, first and second place. And walking off stage and, like, giving them this huge hug and just being so overwhelmed with, like, excitement. It was just so unreal. The whole – the whole uh, being at USA's, too. So going pro there, if all the, – I couldn't ask for a better place, you know. So – and not to take that away from anybody that's gone pro at other places. But, you know, USA's is by far, um, you know, probably one of the most prestigious shows that you could go to. And and to 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 get my pro card there was uh, a huge huge accomplishment. You know, it was awesome. And I remember a lot of people before that, which you know, we talked in another episode about what drives us, self motivates us. A lot of people told me I shouldn't do that because they're like, oh, that's like the hardest show to win, and this and that. I'm like, fuck that. That's why I want to win. Mm-hmm. That's why I want to go to that one. I don't want the easiest show. I don't want a show that a handful of guys show up to. Like I want where the best of the best all over the United States shows up, and then I take it. So. Um, that was, uh, and then the, even the whole scene afterwards, I, uh, we went to a huge pool party at uh, wet Republic afterwards and it was completely packed house. And of course I was shredded to the bones. So get celebrating. It was just, it was such a, a surreal moment for me. You know, it was, it was, uh, definitely one of the most awesome. And then as far as, uh, fitness business, like in, uh, God, I would have to say, the year I broke the fitness manager or fitness manager personal sales record. So, um, in personal training, so I was a fitness manager, and at that time, uh, the record was like twenty four thousand something dollars in personal training sold a month, and it was pretty crazy because I. And this is
1: personal sales. I, yeah, personal yeah. sales. Yeah.
0: Personal sales as a as a fitness manager, not as a personal trainer. Obviously, the personal trainer ones obviously higher. You're training a lot more clients. As a fitness manager, you only have a handful of clients that you can technically train. So basically I had to do that off of new business. So anybody that understands the business, that means I sold twenty-five thousand dollars worth of personal training to people I really didn't know. Mm-hmm. I mean a handful of those people I did know and re-signed and you know, a few thousand dollars, but for the most part, these were new business. And the way it went down was I was uh, a few thousand dollars. I wanna say I was God, I was about three thousand dollars away from the record on a day before the last day. So it was not looking good. I mean, I had to find, and, and of course I'd already re signed clients that I already utilized that early on in the month. So it's not like I had somebody I could call up and say, Hey, it's time to re or whatever with that. Um, and in walks a, a, a fit, a fit means a first time uh, a client coming in. So somebody's going to try the gym out and wants to, you know, get a body fat tested measurements and, you know, looking to utilize the gym. And I took this lady on like a two-hour tour because it was like my last hope. It was like the last person, and it was crazy because I was just—I mean, this is and this just shows the power of like self-motivation and like believing in, in that you're going to do this, right? Like I believed I was going to break this record. and I was going to do whatever it took to get there, and I was not going to let this lady walk out without buying any personal training. And not only did she not buy personal training, she actually the end of my presentation i had presented her for a year's worth of personal training and she pulled out her home equity line and put five thousand dollars on personal training on the second to last day and i broke the record and that was pretty cool of course the president and everybody called me from uh upper management stuff like that to congratulate me and made a big deal and that was pretty cool
1: so, awesome that's cool man uh, your your turn justin Oh, you want to go last yeah. time? Yeah. <laughs> sandbagger. Oh, he it. is He's, right? He's sandbagger. Those were all off the cuff right yeah, there, right? That's fine. Like, wow. I know you have
2: more. I'm probably going to just say a few. Oh, that no, there. You right. know what I mean? Sal's going to sandbag it. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> fucking sandbagger. Yeah, uh, sandbagger. Hashtag. Um, <laughs> as far as personal goes, um, I. I'm very proud of the fact that I graduated college. Uh, a lot of people I know didn't do it.
1: That's a, di- that's a dig at us. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, was <laughs>
2: Boom. Uh, it was hard. It was not like, you know, you can talk all the shit you want about not going to college and it being useless or whatever, dude. It was a hard, you know, academic endeavor. And so, anyway, I'm proud of that. And then the uh, the other fact to that is that Where, I where'd played. Where would you go to school again? Uh, Trinity, Trinity. Trinity National. That's yeah. It. And uh, I started at San Jose State and then transferred and, um, you know, stuck with it. I, I I played football there. That was the other thing that I'm proud of doing. I took my, my career all the way from high school into college. And so I played at a real competitive level. And uh, had I wanted to really, you know, invest all of my time into that, I may have been able to keep doing something with it. But I I just – I just wanted to, to move on. And so um, me coming back uh, here to California w- was kind of led into to me meeting my wife and then, you know, having my kids, which I'm, you know, are, are big, big, you know, personal uh, accomplishments, I guess. Is that accomplishment? Sure I, it I did it. Sure yeah. Is, no, but I mean, that's one of my proudest moments. <laughs> They're good looking kids, say. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So anyway, that's definitely high on my on my personal. And then, uh, as far as business goes, <clears throat> um, I started out, you know, with them too, at, at, at uh, 24. And so I, I went through and, and really, um, I, uh, uh, you know, I, I figured out how to be a good trainer and how to start selling. And so my, my evolution of that I'm proud of is, and I actually won some awards with that as well. So I, I got to the point where, um, I was number one in the company, I believe twice. And, uh, that's, that's as far as sales goes. Um, and you know, it it was really, for me, it was all about the high retention rate. So I had clients forever and forever. Like I just, like people just wanted to keep working with me. And it wasn't that I was, (laughs) we were never reaching our, our set goals or anything. It's just, it gets to that point, you know, it's like, this is, this is part of my routine and I like, you know, I like training with you and I like doing that. So I feel good about that. That's an accomplishment for me, um, which I carried on into my, um, my, uh, what do you call it when you go independent? So I, I moved on from there and went independent and it was a whole new ball game. This is a whole new experience where now everything's revolving on you for marketing. Everything's revolving on you for drumming up business, uh, keeping business, making people happy. So, um, I start, I was, thankful that I had a good clientele base that I brought with me, but then, um, you know, I was able to slowly start attracting new clients. I learned a lot about websites and, uh, you know, how to, how to market myself properly with that. And then I sold like my first huge deal, uh, on my own. Um, and then from then on, I realized, you know, okay, this is what I can do. I can, I can go with these high preset rates and, and I can, I can make a good living off of this without having to work so hard. And so that kind of shifted everything for me, um, as far as accomplishments goes. So, uh, that's kind of where I'm at today to where I, I have things that I'm going to be really, really proud of that are going to happen, uh, still working on them. So what, awesome. what, what about to what be you, continued.
0: What about when you bought your house? Not, you oh know? yeah.
2: So that's, that, that will count. Definitely. Yeah. We bought our house and uh, you know that was a huge thing for me because i slaved i, was say, I slaved I, for that.
0: I, I literally i remember like seriously several oh, times I was like slaved. just like
2: and standing I was
1: at around my,
0: walking in my
2: house just yeah. like oh feels so it happened so I, yeah. did it, fine, I did no, it finally no you're right you're right that was a big big moment for me and and um yeah i'm definitely proud of that so
1: Awesome. All right, my turn. Go ahead, Sand. <laughs> Go ahead, Sandbagger. Don't
2: worry, you guys don't know this,
0: but I'm going to come over
1: 50, the top of more sales. Time. I say better every ones every day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll start with I us say personal, um, business, and fitness. well, business. Um, <laughs> well, when I first became a general manager, when I ran my first club, I was 19. So I was, I was at, at the time when I did this, this was before you guys were there. I believe I was there. I was there before you guys were right. Uh, at the time, managers were like in their 30s. Nobody was, you know, in their 20s, let alone 19 years old. And I had to convince them. I, well, at the time, I was the top producer. I was breaking records left and right. As a matter of fact, some of those records stayed years even after I left the company. Uh, but, it, but the first club they gave me was Salinas. I, I got the club way down. I had to drive an hour all the way down to Salinas. It was a small little club. It was always in the but red. Anybody
0: that knows knows it's a shithole, not a place you'd want to work. It's not it, ideal.
1: It wasn't the best club, and they, that's why they, they took a risk. They said, "We're going to give it to this 19 year old kid and see what happens." And when I got there, the club was hitting about fifty thousand, sixty thousand dollars a month, and we were hitting 120, 100 to 120 out of there. And from there, they gave me the flagship club of the Bay Area, which was Sunnyvale, um, and I ran that. And I was only 20 when I did that, so that was a big deal for me. Um, Buying my first gym at uh, I think I was 21 when I went down to Palm Desert and I bought a share of a of a health club with uh, my business partner mm-hmm. as a youngster and you learn a lot doing that it's kind of scary but then again you're young and you really don't care um, so that was that was a that was an absolute blast um, I bought my house after that and then started my personal training business but buying or starting your first business you'll never forget because that's when you're the greenest that's when you're the newest right you've got people working for you. Uh, you're young and hungry. I mean, I didn't sleep. Um, I was. You guys think I'm crazy now? I was crazy. I was. I was insane back then. It was like a, I, I never ran out of energy. It was. It was crazy. Uh, and then fitness. Um, I, I think for me, the first time there's the first time I ever was able to deadlift 600 pounds. That for me is a big deal. That was a big deal for me as a natural lifter, being able to pull 600 pounds off the floor. I weighed about 220, and my goal now is to hit that same number. Uh, but to weigh 200 pounds. I want to do a three-time body weight deadlift. And um, I guess that's pretty much as You thought I was sandbagging. That's, that's it. Oh. I'm short. Short oh. and sweet, baby. No, no, no. That was Short and no. So. I'm just no. gonna go ahead and make your move. Adam. No, no, was good. <laughs> I don't want to. Do, I don't want to steal yeah. your thunder, bro. I
0: thought that was good. That, that was, was good. Um, yeah, that was good. I was expecting a, like, this. Like, I, do, list. I do. I do. want to. You know, I do want to say something more about here, here Justin. No, no, no. It has nothing to do. It has with because <laughs> <you>, <laughs> Sal and I can talk about ourselves all day long. It's just it comes comes very natural. Justin, this is not. It is way out of character for him to talk about himself. So. It, it, it always He's definitely
1: the most it is. Is. It, humble. It, it, yeah.
0: it is. Yeah. He is he is and I like to think we all are, although Sal and I totally don't come off that way. Um <laughs> But we, were, I believe, Sal is, and I, he you better say are, I am too. Yeah. So, are good-hearted dudes. But it, Justin just gets completely awkward when you start asking him questions about himself, which it cracks me up. That's true. So maybe well, for now on, when someone asks questions like that, I'll start answering for him. So, <laughs> because <laughs> because this get one of the things that uh, why he even is in this room right now, and, and why I have so much respect for the man is because he, you know, he was uh he was a trainer. I hired him, so he was a trainer for me years ago, and. You know, one of the neatest things to see. He was a he was a very unique trainer because he was typically trainers that are very successful and break records and do things are like Sal or I. They have a big mouthpiece. They like to talk. They like to be that way. They're kind of loud and flashy and outgoing personality. And Justin wasn't like that. He was uh, more to himself. Very professional. Very business. And uh, you know, like he like he mentioned about sales, like that wasn't like natural for him. I mean, Sal just like, Sal has a story he told about. Uh, the first day on the job he like broke like a sales record I had the exact like literally the second day of work for me my buddy comes over to me and he tells me hey um, you got you want to take this fit tomorrow morning at six a.m. Totally pawns off this nineteen-year-old girl on I me mean, at like freaking at six in the morning. I, I don't care. I'm new. I'm like, yeah, I'll take it, and I take it, and I close her on thirty-six sessions. It was okay. like a two thousand dollar deal. And he yes. he gets the next morning he gets there, and he looks oh. on the next morning. He's like,
1: "What the fuck, dude? Oh yeah, who bought all this? Well, you gave train? it to me. What did yeah. you think was gonna yeah, happen?
0: yeah was exactly yeah. right? And I thought you know no big deal. I didn't think it was a big deal. Like I was like I did what I was supposed to do. You know, and so. You know it came very natural for me uh and and justin it wasn't like that it was something that he had to work at you know going back to that self-motivating and it was such a cool thing to see and he became somebody not only was he my right hand so he ended up being the, the assistant manager uh, of the facility that we ran but on top of that he was uh the most consistent trainer i probably ever had work for me i mean month in month out I could always count on you know x amount of revenue, and he was completely solid, and like I said, he was never it uh, was never flashy about it. it was just it was all business for him, and he was super professional and consistent and You watched him work at his sales for something that was something that he would tell you was uncomfortable, just like this guy is with this whole microphone thing. I mean when we first started doing this, he had no desire to do this, and, and as we continue to go on these episodes the guy just keeps you know now he's, he's still sing,
1: he's singing in the beginning of all... yeah that.
0: bro he's starting to still starting to steal my thunder and shit i thought <laughs> yeah. it you know so you know, I, I just wanted to make yeah, sure that impossible. that uh, <laughs> that pe- people knew, like, what a badass that he was. He wasn't just this average trainer that th- was... Th- like, thank you, dude. Yeah, because uh, I, I know you have a hard time over there talking about... No,
2: uh, I, I'm, like, getting uncomfortable as you're talking about I know, yeah,
0: right it's now. It's He's so funny, dude. So, it's great. Oh, so, like he, you know, he, he is a badass. I, I like, you know, this, this table is full of badasses for sure. And uh, Sal and uh-huh. I have no problem telling you guys <laughs> But...
2: Just, Just all little- good, cause you you guys rub off on me. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's so really what's happening. He, here. He,
0: is, he is the conservative one or the humble one out of the three of us.
1: How we doing on time, is Douglas? Uh, is it? Go for one more. We got one more. Let's do it. This is from uh, this question is from this gentleman's asked us a couple questions. Uh, e Pedro, we always say his name that way. I like it that way. E Pedro's is wondering uh, how do we deal with buddies. Oh, I'm going to paraphrase, but basically, how do you deal with your buddies that like to party? Like, what do you do in your spare time except for workout? You know, it sounds like he wants to have a life Uh, and not just be. I'm going to say this. Look, Hmm. you want if you want to if you want to be shredded, you want to have a six pack, you want to really stand out, then you got to do what a lot of people are not willing to do. Absolutely. So it doesn't happen by accident. Yep. No. Very true. Very true. You have to
0: be different for Mm -hmm. sure. You're when you're walking around uh, single digit body fat, you're. You're one percent of the one percenters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know,
1: that's why everybody looks at people who look like that and says, "Oh my god, that looks yeah. amazing." Because it's rare, and the reason reason why it's rare is because it means you're not going out with your buddies and yeah. doing all that shit. So. It's kind of like you gotta you gotta ask yourself what's more important. And I'm not I'm not you know saying hey if if you like to party or you like to hang out with your buddies you're an idiot. I'm just saying you know if that's what you want to do then you can't expect to look a certain way. It just doesn't work both ways. It's very difficult. And I I think hang out
2: with them during the day. Go play golf. Go do active things. This is what I've had to learn. (laughs) Okay, so you know yeah I have a lot of friends that like to party and stuff too. And you just have to like start organizing events that aren't party related (laughs) I mean they'll bring the party there don't get me wrong they'll be the party but you know just everybody everybody sort of interacts in a different level
0: well I'll I'll tell you for all of my entire fitness career so from 20 years old up until 30 I pretty much maintained between 10 and 14% body fat which is pretty good
1: pretty fit not bad
0: yeah you look at if you looked at me in a t-shirt and I'm walking around the gym I looked fit I looked like a personal trainer Mm -hmm. I looked the part Um, was I shredded? Hell no. Was I ready? Hell no. You know, did I, was I the guy at the pool when I, when I got my shirt off Everyone was breaking necks when I was walking around and people were like, oh my God, what do you do? You know, no, not at all. I was, but I was fit, you know, and I had balance. I went out and drank every once in a while with my buddies and I ate out a lot here and there, like, you know, but I still worked out hard and I still also dieted and and it was a little bit of both back and forth and that's kind of what kept me in that range. It wasn't until, I made this whole new dedication to okay, I've got to compete, so I got to take this to a whole other level, and so my mentality completely changed. I don't do any of that shit, and and quite frankly, I don't miss any of it. You know, to me, uh, I I enjoy the feeling of being that that lean and that fit. To me, uh, I've I've fallen in love with that. You know, and that's part of people ask me about my whole experience with competing and uh you what I, the part that i've fallen in love with competing is what it 's done for me discipline wise for eating and working out more so than like the actual like getting up on stage yeah i'm not okay. a big fan i'm not i suck at posing it 's not my thing to go look there like a pretty model like i 'm not that's not my thing, but I do love the preparation of getting ready for the stage mm-hmm. I love the i mean yesterday, so I did this to myself because I just came off the mini bulk. And I was like, and I, and I think I shared this one on the last podcast that, you know, I let myself drink on a weekend and I, dude, I went up. Okay, this is crazy. Two weekends, I allowed myself to kind of go off the rails a little bit for a couple of days. And I mean, I'm still working out. I'm still dieting all the rest of the days. My ass went up three percent body fat. Yeah, I went yeah. from six percent to fucking nine percent body fat. <laughs> he gave I was us a freak out. Text. He was so oh, he oh, was, was so great. pissed. Yeah, he oh, was so I was, mad. When I was fucking furious. And the worst part about it was not only did I go up that, so I went up seven pounds. Out of the seven pound seven pounds, six point eight of it was fat. So <laughs> I, I I got point two muscle out, yes. of, out of all that crap. Which, and red, I was still velvet, training my bro. ass off. So. In, 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 now, mind you, a couple things. One, the, obviously, the leaner you are, the more susceptible to swings you're going to be like that, right? Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, when you're that lean, it doesn't take much to jump up a couple percent. You know, had I been 15%, that wouldn't have jumped You would have gone up 1%, maybe. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So... Uh, take that into consideration but the what i do love about it is so that's all i had to do and it just switched my mentality well
2: i'm glad you 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 admitted this because i actually noticed uh one or two people like oh adam made me do it and they're like hashtagging you know eating in and out and like crushing all this like nonsense well you know the real skinny on that is that it didn't no, yeah, exactly. It didn't Adam, benefit Adam
0: you. didn't enjoy it, and it didn't just like go and like create more abs. No, no, it didn't. no, no, it got, no. I fucking put on yeah. six point eight pounds of fat. It's, it's got to be a clean bulk. Well, you and, know, this and,
1: all apply. This applies to people in, in, who are successful in, in business too, because you'll see people looking at like you know millionaires and this and that and being like, yes, oh look at that yes. guy. He said yes. Like you don't know what that fucking dude does. You know, when you're not looking at him, you know, with the nice car, you know, out to dinner, spending money, that yeah. dude's busting his ass, you know, get, for, for 16 hours a day. And, and he, he probably didn't make shit for a long time. Oh, yeah. Can I, can so, I tell you,
0: this is the conversation. Absolutely. This is a conversation I have with my girl almost daily. Like, so, you know, we, we talk about this all the time because she, she gives me a lot. I get a lot of grief for how much I work. And, you know, and my defense always is I look and I've told her since day one. We've been together for four years. And I go, listen. You, you know when you met me who I was. Exactly. And I, I told you that my ambitions and my goals, they have not changed. I'm still that same guy that the things that I want, where I want to be, and I know what it takes to be that way. You will never meet. A millionaire.
1: I must have this conversation with yep. my wife on a monthly basis. Yes, and I've been with her forever. Yeah, and it's like you, you guys. Sounds
0: like we all have the same cycle. The Will guy you, who the guy who wrote the four week four hour work week that's a joke.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> you know you know you know Rocky. Remember the movie Rocky when that Rocky's is a like, joke. There's like that scene that's that scene in Rocky. and I think it's the <laughs> one where he's going to fight the Russian, which is one of the best ones, by the way. And he's at the bottom of the stairs, and Adrian's like, Why are you gonna fight him? You can't win. And he's like, Well, maybe I can. He's like, I'm a warrior, Adrian. Like, that's who I am. That's yeah, all I can do. It's
2: just who who you are. It's uh, like it uh, gives me chills. It gives me man, I'm Damn. pumped
1: right now. Uh. Yeah, it's it, you know, if you want to be that 1%, then you gotta do what 99% of the people won't do. And that's that it. means busting your ass. That means, you know, maybe people think you're crazy, whatever. Embrace it. I fucking love being crazy. I love being weird. Um, you know, you, you think I'm not balanced. Fine. You're just jealous. Cause you can't do it yourself. I mean, the other, the other thing
0: is this is, so I noticed as, as I got older and this became, this became more important to me to be fitter and fitter as I got in and, and, and there. And I don't know how old this kid is, whoever's that or guy, I don't know, man, I don't know how old he is, but you know, all of a sudden you get to a point where, uh, it, it becomes more work, <laughs> you know. It's more work. Right. It creates. You have to be more disciplined, more organized because you start to have a family, you start to have kids, you start to have a job, jobs and yeah. things, and your metabolism starts to change. All these things start to happen. So, you think it's challenging now because friends and passing a party is like shit. That ain't even hard. Oh time, God. time, you know, Don't time get me started. tired. And like, I feel like I need to like do a whole episode on that. <laughs> right, with my journey. Right. So, Dude. I and so now what you'll find. So I still have my really good friends. So I've got, I've got buddies that I love to death. My two best childhood, best friends that to me, I, I think of them like family. I mean, they're my, my, my two childhood, best friends, Jared and Justin go all the way back to when I was fucking four years old. Those guys are not hardcore fitness guys. They totally support what I do and are supportive when I come over and visit and everything like that. So they don't give me grief about eating out of and so like that, but those, they drink and they enjoy themselves and they eat out and and Adam carries his tough where it 's not a big deal um you know, but i i don 't see them on a regular basis, you know, and part of that is you know we 're all we live a little a ways apart, and we have several lives, but in this, even if they live close by, I would find myself surrounding myself around people on a daily basis that are like minded as far as what they 're trying to do It just it' it helps yeah. having a support group around there, so if you got friends that all they want to do is party and go out and yeah. drink and do stuff like that. Like at one point, you know, if you really, really care about it, you kind of you kind of stop hanging out with them as much because you care more about other stuff. But now if you care more about your boys and hanging out and partying and do those things, well, that to each their own. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here to tell you what you yeah. should or shouldn't do. Yeah. But I made the transition at one point that this became more important to me. And that is something that I want for myself and those that love you and that care about you, they're going to be supportive and they're going to be okay with you making those changes or maybe passing. I mean, my good buddies, sometimes they're, they understand. I tell them like, Hey, I can't, I can't go, you know, like, Hey, we want to go to Vegas this weekend and party. I'm like, dude, I'm two weeks out from a show. Yeah. Like, Bro, I, 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 you, don't, you know I don't know what my nickname is with my, mm-hmm. with
1: all my buddies, my, my cousins. <laughs> and these are the, the guys that if I do party, I'm going to party with. They call me Santa Claus, Santa Claus because I only come out once a year. <laughs> they know, they know oh, was going to come out. Santa Claus is coming out. You know, it's it's that once a year time he's going to go hang out with That's us awesome. and, and go nuts. And um, you know, like listen, I, I can party with the best of them, but I just don't do it a lot. So, you yep. want if you want to look a certain way, you want to achieve a certain level of success, you got to be willing to do what most people are not willing to do.
0: I love the fact that you brought that to business too because it's the same mentality. Yep. It's very much so the mentality which I you know, I, I think that's what makes the, the three guys at this table successful is that we all have that switch.
2: Let's not forget Doug. That's, that's dude it. Oh yeah. yeah, I know. Well, he's, dude, not, he's, not this, he's not technically at this table. When we're done recording so, the shows. In this room, the four guys. Yeah, when we're done <laughs> recording
1: yeah. the shows, this dude's back at home putting them together. Well, he's, he's putting in the, the series. He has work, the grinder right? switch
0: too. That's, yeah. what makes, that's what keeps us all together okay. for sure. you got to have that. He's the
1: glue. The Doug. He's Doug. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www www.mindpumpradio.com Until next time
2: this is Mind Pump